Hey everybody, it's Aaron from Coraline Sporting Goods, and we have a new podcast, Hunt Hard, Talk Free. This one's brought to you by Ballistics.ca. Check it out. Canada's online turret store. Today, we've got Chris Ayer with us and Robbie Austin. You probably recognize Robbie from our second or third podcast? Third. third podcast. And he had just a phenomenal grizzly attack story to tell. And Chris was the gentleman that was with him on the hunt. Yeah. And... Uh, Talking to Robbie after we did the podcast, he said that your story's a little different than his. You remembered some things a little different than he did, and I think it'd be kind of cool to get into uh, hearing your side of it. Absolutely. Yeah. I told it a lot of times. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. I bet. Comes up in conversation a bit when a guy's out, eh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All kinds of crazy stuff. Like, <laughs> how'd you get those scars? And then you tell them, and they're like, no, seriously. It's like, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 And so when people first meet you, is it fairly visible? Because, I mean, quick glance here, I'm not picking up. Well, I have, like, like a big scar across my head, yeah. which is kind of there. But yeah. a lot of the stuff, like, with my plastic surgeon that, you know, patched me up and stuff, it's not there. And I've got some good scars along my arm, that, but they're slowly fading with time and stuff yeah. like that, for sure. No way. We're on three years. Four years. Four years yeah. now, something like that. So yeah. four years ago, so scars are... Scars are healing for sure. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, Do the memories stay as crisp? Some things. Yeah. Some things, yeah. I would say there are some things that, that like, fade a little bit, and uh, but some things are... I think I tell the story so often that, you know, like, it. I, I basically have almost, like, the same story, right? So it's, yeah. it's pretty consistent, yeah. You yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, that's neat. So to rewind the clock, yeah, back before that hunt, yeah, tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, first off, I heard that you're tied in with the ambulance service. Ambulance service, yeah, and that's so, a full time gig. Uh, yeah, it is now. I did uh, I did eight years up up here in, in Fort St John. Yeah, and uh, that was like my first posting was in is was in Fort St John, and uh, most people come and go because they don't really like the north, but. Uh, I came up here with my wife, and she got a teaching job, and and uh, they were so desperate for people that I kind of walked into Fort St. John, and it was all right because I knew this guy already. So um, yeah, so I kind of sort of became a bit of a northerner for a little while, and uh, yeah. How did the North treat you? It's good. Yeah, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's flat, cold. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed my time up here, and and I still like. You know, I'm out visiting right now, and, and it's 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 a sort of I don't know. You 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 see friends, and a lot of people are the same age, and and it's uh, like it tugs at your heartstrings a little bit. I'm glad I'm gone, like, yeah, because I get a lot of nice long summers and where are you lakes know? just outside of Penticton. Nice. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, Hanging out with the 65 plus crew. Yeah, yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah. So, Not so many young guys down there, right? Yeah. So yeah, I left. I left here and uh, I worked in in Vancouver for about a year and a half uh, for the ambulance service, and uh, and then I I was uh, successful at getting a spot in in Kelowna. Just the way the ambulance service is shifting and. Uh, it's a lot of lot of uh, things are changing within the service, and so Cologne used to be like ten years of full time seniority, and I mm. managed to slide in with a year year and five months. Wow! So just pretty fortunate to there. So yeah. I mean, I have a bit of a drive every day, but but it's sort of worth to 
being down there. And, and all your friend or all your family bases down family there. Family is all kind of spread out from there. Yeah. 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 My mom and dad are still still in Vernon or whatever. So nice. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Da- growing up in the Okanagan, did you experience much of the outdoors, hunting, fishing, camping, that sort of thing in your I, youth? I, I'm the only hunter in my family. Um, I, uh, my dad, like I would often go with him, like fishing. He, he was like a technologist for BC Hydro. And so he used to go to like spillways and, and dams and stuff like that. And he would pull me the odd time and it's great fishing on spillways oh, and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. I used to go to Wachan Lake, which funny enough is right by his cabin, you know, like down in the Arrow before Lakes. Before we even knew each before other. Before we knew each other. We've been around each other since we were born and we didn't know each other yeah. until we were 17. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Like, so him and I, we like flipping through, we ski, him and yep. I, right? And it's like, when we were this high, we, we, were, were, in same we were in the same ski, ski school. <laughs> no way. Yeah. No we, way. We did not know each other. <laughs> Our parents, like my my family and his parents live a mile from each other yeah. on Oakland noggin lake Crazy. and at silver star the cabins are like hundreds of yards apart wow yeah and all the same family friends yeah it's that's hilarious what we met when we were in grade 11 yeah it's meant to be eh? and even <laughs> funny enough like even even when we did our core course yep so good family friends of ours uh i convinced me you should do your car course and i was like okay and uh so didn't know him, but we were in the same core course together. I had no idea. <laughs> 12 or 13. 13 or years old, yeah. whatever, whatever, and you Holy. can take it. Yeah. yeah. Pretty yeah. crazy. So I got kind of into hunting. I don't know, like I was just invited to go on a duck hunt once. Yep. And uh, it was the same person who got, Brian Postle, who got me, uh, he he got me to go on first first duck hunt. And I remember, <laughs> I remember I was, I don't even know how old, but I showed up in head to toe fluorescent like every single fluorescent like yellow green orange snowsuit yeah because it was cold right yeah and that's what my parents put a fluorescent thing on and i think he thought what in the like right and so, as he's walking back in the truck for a can of spray paint he's yeah. like oh fix this up right now like right <laughs> wow but that's how i got into it essentially and then um yeah, and then I did core course, but I never, even after my core course, I think I went duck hunting with him a couple of times, but I never got into actually hunting until I met this guy. And then you're 18, yep. and all of a sudden you can hunt, right? Solo. Yeah. But were you hunting down there when you lived down there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we, like for deer and black bears, yep. mainly. But yep. uh, yeah, so like as soon as we were legal, it was like we all had our pals and our cores and yeah pickup trucks and yeah. yeah i remember the first deer i ever shot was with this guy and we skipped school and college and went out <laughs> not expecting to shoot something where three of us bozos in a regular cab ford truck heading back because we're not thinking we're going to shoot and there was a four-point mule buck standing right in the middle of this fsr row walking around all day and... yeah so i pile out and this guy gets his binoculars up and things like 50 yards from us right he's got his binoculars up like this looking at this thing it's, oh yeah it's four point and i kaboom right <laughs> and then it's running and so i don't know any difference so i load kaboom and, and i just it. like uh, i just unloaded it the first time. like i just like, <laughs> it's like whack it's, it's dying whack oh well, it's not gonna die it's tapping out i'm yeah. out i'm out <laughs> yeah, i'm done <laughs> Yeah, I'm, and a lot of so, and then since then, like a lot, a lot of my memorable things that I've actually shot have, have been with him. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It was weird. It was like my dad 
so you know your dad hunts and then you become old enough and then you seem to start shooting everything when you're a kid right yeah and you shoot everything and then so it was weird for years i never saw my dad shoot a thing because if i was with him or my brother was or any new hunter yeah we shot it yeah and then chris we the same thing happened with us it would be like yeah yeah you shoot it you shoot it you shoot it so finally we were on a hunt in redfern Mm. and uh we have his gun last day. It's foggy all day. And we're walking along. It's five o'clock. And it'd been like, you couldn't see 50 feet. So finally, it's like, okay, let's go for a walk before it gets dark. Walk down the road a ways. Fog opens up. There's a moose. And he's, I'm like, shoot that moose. And he's like, it's legal. And he's like, no, you shoot it. <laughs> Why? I've never seen you shoot anything. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Which we got it. It all worked out really good. I like shoved my gun in his hands and he's sitting there and... The thing was 360-something yards it away. It was one of or, my best shots ever. Yeah. I, I rested And he rested, knees. like, on his knees like this. And <laughs> it, was, it was rock solid because yeah. Chris is like, oh, I don't like your rest. He's on camera, actually. It was awesome. He, he's on camera saying, I don't know, man. That's not a very good rest. I'm like, it feels good. Be quiet. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know, Robbie. I don't know, Robbie. Boom. And on camera, the moose just goes, poof. <laughs> Dan points. I was like, yeah. thank God. Yeah. 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 It's on film. There's yeah. proof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> holy crap you got it little did we know there was 400 yards of swamp between yeah, that little good. dry spot where we're sitting yeah. well yeah that's uh, a moose for you though yeah 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 the only reason it's out there it's on an island yeah yeah that's pretty much it yeah 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 lots of different stories for sure yeah lots of stories but there's one that stands out which one no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is he talking about yeah that's uh, uh the, the sheep hunt yeah had you been on a sheep hunt before that trip? No. That was that maiden was, voyage. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I, I had, like, we've done a few trips together, like not, not sheep hunting or whatever, but kind of like, you know, a couple bigger trips and stuff like that, but nothing, nothing like that. And yeah. so I had seen for quite a few years, like his pictures, he'd come back on the mountains and I'd just be like, amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I have to see this one day. Right. Yeah. And I just patiently waited my turn. <laughs> yeah. You know, like he would take his brother or whatever, or his, you know, his wife or this and that, the other. And then, and then one year he was like, it's your turn. And I thought, oh boy, here we go. Right. Yeah. So I knew I had to like prep for it or whatever and, and get in shape and stuff like that. And so I went out to like the Port St. John lookout with my pack and I went up and down the mountain <clears throat> and like that hillside there and yeah. try to like get myself Oh, we're doing the peace breaks, eh? Yeah. That's a good hump. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, got to know a guy out there that goes up and down that thing five times a day. We'd see these piles of rocks in line. And I thought, what in the hell? Like, And then you'd go, and then there'd be one rock over. Anyway, this this old timer down there, he moves a rock over every time he goes up and down the thing. <laughs> counting how many? Counting how many times he goes up <laughs> and down beauty. there. <laughs> anyway, that's besides the point. But, yeah, so I, like, got ready, and, and then... I, like, growing up was kind of around horses a bit, but I was, like, 12, 13 years old. And I had ridden, I had actually had my own horse, but not, like, so I knew what a horse was all about, but I knew this was going to be, like, a whole other ball yeah. of wax, yeah. right? And I had been on a pack trip, like, into the mountains once years ago when I was, like, 14 or something like that. It was a fishing trip, and yep. but, you know, so... We started going out on horses and I, you know, he started kind of showing me knots and what to expect and, and stuff like that. So I kind of got my, my backside prepped a little bit for that. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, and then the time came, and and uh, he gave me a plant for my birthday, and he was like, "The rest is a sheep hunt," and I was like, "Oh, that's fair." <laughs> you know, like, and because we left, like, well, I guess my birthday was in was is August 9th, so a little ways afterwards, but um, towards the end of the month, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, like I just it was. Uh, I, it was quite the experience, like, even even when we left, there's horses are getting excited, and they're bucking, and packs are going, thing. and I'm thinking, oh, my God. What did I get like, myself what is into? What is going to, like, oh, happen was, here? The first six hours was pretty intense. Like, they just go. don't want to well, cooperate there was, at there first. There two groups of horses that didn't know each other, and the one group wanted to move a lot faster than the other, and then the horses that Leah and Chris had were moving slower, so, like, there was these big gaps happening, and then my horse would get all worked up and and then their horses would get worked up it was and then we took a shortcut through muskeg and oh yeah yeah, yeah. leo almost died oh, yeah i remember leah like getting getting it was two pack horses wrapped, wrapped around, around herself and like pulling. pulled over yeah. and she was <laughs> it was brutal. yeah and then the one horse went down oh, in the muskeg and the other one fell over and the, the one that fell over the other one was trying to pull out of the muskeg so it's like yeah <laughs> you can't i uh Unless you've been there, I'm you can't rehearse it. things, yelling. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to get this other horse up, and it's like trying to pull this other horse out of the muskeg, and like Robbie's screaming at me, "I need help!" So I'm running over there, and he always said, "Carry a knife on you when you're riding. Carry a knife on you." Yeah, fixed so, knife, or so well, any, anything, any, like fast. even a leather. When, it, when I run over there, and there's yeah. these two horses pulling each other apart, and this rope is like, you know, yeah. I pull out my knife, and I was like, "Should I get it?" You know, like. like, like <laughs> And I'm not like, I'm half, I feel, I feel like I'm halfway between a city guy and not a city guy. Like I, I'm okay in the bush, Yeah. but like, uh, you know, we were with this, this guy, this, you know, who took us in there and he is like the definition of guy, you know, I think he spends a month or so in the, yeah. in the back. He just, he, he'll, he'll go not to hunt, right? Yeah. With his wife and whoever. Just wants to be in the bush. He'll go hunting too, but yeah. Gavin, his name is Gavin. Houston, he's from Fort St. John, and he's just loves going to the mountains on horses. Like that's the thing. that's cool. Eh? I, I remember, like, I didn't say a peep. Like he was kind of rough around the edges. Nice, really nice yeah, guy. But, awesome but guy. you know, a little rough around the edges. Yeah. And so that first day, it was hell. And then the weather just went, just went tanked on us. It was cold and raining. And so I think we rode for like 12 or 13 hours the first day into... And coming down a pass at the end. Yeah, just like real, like you're cold and shivering and it's miserable. What am I doing? What did I get into? Yeah, where's that? And I didn't say, I didn't complain not once. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say a word, you know, my ass hurt, but whatever, right? And uh, he was, I think he was kind of had his eye on me, like expecting me to like tap out yeah. or whatever a complaint and i didn't say anything the very next morning i think it was he came over and he's like you'll be all right and he like shut my <laughs> hand and then it was it was great it was gold yeah. from there Test right? over, right? yeah was, you definitely you get past round first one day. that was for sure yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, and then we had how it always horse is. die on us and just like yeah it was uh, it was a harder pack trip like overall like the different things that happen with horses because that first day coming, so we're all the, generally speaking, if you have 10 horses and most of them know each other, you can turn one loose. It doesn't yeah. matter who it is. It's yeah. going to follow the other horses because that's where its safety net is. Right. Yeah. We had one right at the end of the day. We're like 20 minutes from camp coming down this huge pass towards the Bessa and the 
maybe half an hour, but it's like a shitty, muddy, it's been raining trail. And it just turns around and starts running back the other way in the dark. And it's like, <laughs> tie up the horse, run back up the mountain. Like, we're corralling this freaking thing, get it caught finally, drag it, had to drag it down the hill. Like, it would not go. And were these borrowed horses from no, your brother? No, no. Those, there was only one borrowed horse. That's oh, okay. the one that died. The one that... Yeah. <laughs> go figure. Well, yeah. we had another Rental one. Rental horses, eh? But we had Ed. Yeah. So my brother has an Arabian. Really spirited. Yeah. Awesome bush spirited. horse because that thing always goes. But that's how Grant rode most of the time. <laughs> and that horse just... He's, like, full of beads. Yeah. He's one of those horses log. you want to kill him, but you know he's one of the most valuable ones in your string because he's always ready to go. Yeah. I try to get on that horse and it would be like... Prancing. It would be prancing around and it would be like, you know, like just ready to run and I'm still trying to get on my ass on the right way and all this. <laughs> and then it started... I didn't know the first time it came to a big fallen tree, right? And it comes he up to this tree lunch. and it goes right up there and it's like, oh good. And just lunges. <laughs> and I almost come like... I, I stay in the saddle, but like I was not... I was airborne for a while, <laughs> <laughs> just like oh, it was fun yeah. oh but uh yeah yeah it's like when you think your horse is gonna drink out of the creek and then all of a sudden same thing lunge oh, and a boom <laughs> near yeah. Yeah, in the creek it's 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 it's, it's a tough go yeah it's not, not fun not, not easy for sure horses are one of those love them or hate them yeah creatures and talking to nathan hearing him talk about him he wants nothing to do with them but i mean he goes one way sends the guys with the horses the other way well if he's never spent hunted with them it would be like you know if you always you know had your coffee a certain way it'd be like eh. why do i want it black i'm used to I cream could, and sugar I, I could have it black but why yeah. would i you know it's yeah. just what you're used to yeah Comfort. and and there's definitely the nice thing about like the backpack guys is they're like oh this is where I'm camping, and I'm also hunting. And when I wake up in the morning, I'm hunting. I'm yep. not dealing with horses. That's what pisses backpack guys off, right? It's like and horses ran away. What the? <laughs> Just let them run away. I'll walk out. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll pick them up later. Yeah, I'm going sheep hunting this morning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's no sleeping in either. No, no, no. But it's worth getting back that far, you know. Way the heck mean, back there. And... There's places in this world that you can't go on your backpack. Yeah, and then the the comfort of the gear and the food and stuff that you can pack yeah, in sure. that you didn't backpack in. Yeah, yeah, and the yeah. longevity too. I mean, if you had a real horse string, I mean, geez, yeah, I could stay out there for fifty. Well, that's uh, what? Who's the photographer? Sawchuck. Yep. Yep. Sawchuck. 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 Check. He does that, right? He'll yep, go for Wayne. like from one range over another, take a bunch of horses, and he's gone for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yep. Oh, yeah. Just enjoying life. Yeah. But, that's. Yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah, good way to do it. Better but, than a helicopter. But uh, I guess getting like, for for me, like it was it was pretty incredible being out there in the mountains. But we didn't like see a lot. Like we we didn't see any rams until the rams that I spotted. Oh, yeah, we saw part. dinks, like not like half curls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, and lambs and ewes. Lots of lambs and ewes. We had them right in camp. Yeah. <laughs> How did they taste? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, snowy (laughs) but uh that i remember i can still remember that when i when i spotted those rams and it was like you know i'm just looking at the mountainside because i it's first time i'm doing this right and i was getting like decent but not great right and i remember these him and his wife him and his stinky ass feet (laughs) were out in that and the river was like pumice right 
And so, and black. it was sunny. It was just yeah. black, like charcoal pumice. And this guy had his feet out and like sunning himself. And I was, <laughs> and I, we were supposed to leave. We were going to leave the next day. I think it was right. Yeah. I'm just like this is nice. <laughs> yeah. And so then I was just glossing along and whoa, you know. And I was like, oh, Robbie, sheep, sheep. And then I still remember him lying there and just kind of going, "Are they up high?" And I was like, "Well." Kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're yeah they're up there. And then it was kind of like, well, maybe it piques his interest a bit and then get on the spotting scope or whatever. And, yeah, it was like, whatever, six or... I thought there was... Six yeah, or there seven was, or something. Yeah, six, six. You were using binos? When he spotted them, when it was a wicked spot. It was yeah. like well, it was just because it was, it was kind of brown and they were all on this shelf and they all had their butts. They were all lined up like this, and they all had their white butts. Yep. So yeah, it just looked. It just you looked could out of banana strip. It yep. just looked out of out of shape. Like yeah, it, they it were was just like their white asses. Two thirds of the way up the mountain, not like there was a cliff bound, but it like there was forest above them a bit, and like you know, it wasn't like the typical. Oh, there. There wasn't a bowl. Yeah. They were just like in this weird shale ridge and in the heat waves too. It was a really good spot. It was yeah. Like but the, that's the mistakes you need. Like stone yeah. sheep are so hard to spot until they get up and feed and all of a sudden, bam, you pick up a white stripe of their ass or legs. Yeah. And well, they were all just like literally hanging out, I think, enjoying the sun, just sit, sitting there, right? Yep. And uh, oh, and we, we watched them for, we knew already it was too late, but we watched these, well, we call them the brothers, right? These two ones that were just flared out. And I was just like, oh, that's, that's the one I, that's what I want. Like, it doesn't have to be... It, I just they yeah were super nice rounds we just couldn't get couldn't count them yeah not in the mirage well even when we got close the next day yeah yeah and I remember like we 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 left that early that morning and 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 snuck our way up and I remember we got to the top of the top of the the mountainside there and and we just we just about got caught you know he's a little bit ahead of me and and he was all of a sudden he's like don't move and, and so I went like this and and a couple of rams. I don't know if you remember that. Walked right by us, like right by us. Yeah, some dicks. And and so we were all, you know, laying in the shale. There, yeah. And they just they, yeah, I don't know, thirty yards kind of thing, just walked right. And then we kind of went top of the mountain and and you know we just kept on like trying to catch up to them and they would move a little bit. And, and those two brothers or whatever, they were always at the far of the group. So like the closest rounds are a couple hundred yards. They're like five hundred yards. Yeah. And they were always like just over. Just, yeah. I don't know if they just out of range. had yeah. some idea or what. At this moment, a customer walked in to do some late night Christmas shopping as Devin forgot to lock the door. Okay, so, so we were basically spotted at, rams. We were hiking up the hill. Rams had walked by us. Rams yep. walked by us, and then and they were always at the front. The two that the two that we were going for. Yeah, yeah, we were always up front. Yeah. Two hundred yards from the back, one five hundred yards from the front. Yeah, one. and it's like two thirty in the afternoon, and they're like working their way back off the top of the mountain, kind of. And then it was like four, three or four that we kind of, that were just bedded. And the other ones were that... Closer to us. Yeah. And yeah. the other ones were, again, like, and Robbie's and like, I, I don't know. And we're like, out in the middle of that. Like, we're not on the edge where we can just, anymore, we're kind of like, if we move, we're okay, going to be we're, we're toast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's flat. There's just little shrubs or whatever. We sat there for a long time. I remember, like, seeing caribou actually from way off in the distance come, like, start to come towards us and... And we had so we chose out one out of there and and we talked about it for for quite a while and um and he and and basically you know like it's my first time doing that so i mm -hmm. really went off of his advice because he you know he spent some time in the mountains he's done a few sheep hunts and stuff like that and and he said 
that one there is a nice ram. It's like I would, I would shoot that ram. And I went, I, I kind of, I, I sat there for a bit more and thinking, am I going to ever get this opportunity again? You know, like he's telling me it's a nice ram. Um, a lot of guys come up for years and years and oh, years yeah. and years oh. and years and years and, and definitely not on their first go. Yeah. And so I, I just made the decision to, you know, to be with him and, and to, to pull the trigger. So we got set up and, and, um, watched it for a long time. And, uh, I made sure that everything was going to be was going to be right and done right and all the rest of it and pulled the trigger and it was everything was good. And it was how far? Uh, it was like two two twenty two two thirty nice. comfortable. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 yeah. It was nice and I hadn't it just it would embedded or behind something and then it stepped out broadside. Yeah yeah. yeah like how long were you laying on it before you got to pull the trigger? <laughs> so, like half. Uh, well, like we'd been looking at those rounds for an hour and a half probably. Yeah. Like, and that he's like, and I remember him being like, okay, come on, come on. Like, and I was actually truthfully kind of like looking around to see if those other two might pop up somewhere close by. Oh, this or, wasn't one of the front two. This no, was a different no, one. This, oh, was, a, this gotcha. was a different one. Yep. Yeah. And so I'm like secretly hoping. And I think I said, if it like pops up, then I will, I will pull the trigger kind yep. of thing. And, uh, and that's, that's what happened. And, and, um, and so then we had to. He had to go back and get his get our packs and stuff, which we had kind of left because we were. Yeah, we doing, were just we were crawling, crawling through the moss. And, <laughs> yeah, for for like five or six hundred yards. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> and I was just I I was on cloud nine, you know, like here I am, way up on the top of the mountain, and and guys dream of doing this, yep. and this is my first time kick of the can, and I get this beautiful sheep, right? So, we. Uh, we did a big high five, of course, before and took some pictures and all the rest of it. And, hmm. and then it was, uh, you know, we had to get off the top of that mountain, right? And, uh, yeah, cleaned it all up and, and then started our, our descent down and it was steep. It was like... We had to find our way through that top cliff band to yeah. get into the steep stuff. Into the steep stuff. Was it already getting kind of dark when you guys no, were No, no, no. It was, it was still like... Had some time? That was like... Three, well, that's the best part about August. Three o'clock. Yeah. And that's the nice part yeah. about August. Eh? Well, it, it was dark. the end of the month, so it got dark around 8 9, actual dark. Uh, yeah, so, so much. Like, I think too. the helicopters had to be down by 8 30, I thought. I don't remember. Something like that. Yeah, it, it was dark by 9, I think. But. Uh, so we had lots of time at that no, point. But there yeah. was, like, I had never come off a cliff like that and, and and so i'm trying all sorts of different things i'm trying sticks and branches like you know to support myself at some points so i'm crawling backwards on all fours like with 75 pounds on your back oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, at least. If you're lucky. yeah. 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 and uh the the terrible this guy is so fast on his feet <laughs> And it drives me crazy. <laughs> like whenever we go on a hunt or something like that, we always get separated. And then I catch up to him and he's had a 10 minute break and then he <laughs> yeah. takes off again and I'm like winded as hell. So anyway, same thing going down that hillside. Like he's always like ahead of me kind of thing yeah. and, and stuff like that. And, and we stopped a couple times for, for yeah. breaks and, and had a drink. Or, yeah, take a drink and whatever kind of thing. And, um, and, when, and we were so close. We were just, we were so close to the darn horses that, uh, yeah, it was, you know, it was, it, was the goal to catch up to the people that you were with? No, or, they, they left that morning. And they left you guys a couple horses? Oh, we kept, I don't know, 
four or five. Oh, okay. Five. Yeah. Leah just took one horse and maybe one pack horse out gotcha. with her, and we had everything because we had the our big tent and st- we had the full camp, right? Yeah, for two and you guys, left all that stuff five back. Horses is yeah, we had like five, five or six horse total. But at the bottom of the hill, we had two, two, two. the riding yeah. horses. There was three. So we had five. There was three back tied up. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and like. You know, that's one thing that I always touch on is like Leah, his wife is, is a trooper, right? And uh, loves being in the outdoors and loves hiking. And she was with us every day hiking or whatever. And she'd always be beside me, right? Yep. And like, thank Christ she had left that day. Yeah. Because she would have been there and she would have been like, she would have been attacked, guaranteed. Like, you know, and, and so like... I don't know. Like I've known her longer than I've known him, and uh, and her and I actually lived together while we were, <laughs> while we were um, while he was off hunting and stuff. And it's just like I am so thankful that she was not there. Yeah, you know, here's a beautiful woman, and, and uh, I just couldn't imagine, like, you know, yeah. I just it's it's, yeah, it's a lot to, different. It's, it's hard. Well, to, yeah, I think we both feel a lot more regret, like we feel bad about that because she'd be there to be with us, not because yep. she's on a hunting, a hunt, right? right? She yeah. was just The there. companionship. Yeah, because yeah. she like so She loves like, being in the mountains yeah. and the outdoors and horses. She and personally could care less about the sheep other than eating it. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. shooting it, she wouldn't want anything to do with it. She'd be great. Meat. I love it. Yeah. But, Lots of packing. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. But uh, when we were so close, like, getting to the actual story part of it, you know, like, again, this guy is ahead of me and I'm thinking, I remember thinking, I'm going to get back to camp and my boots are going to be full of blood. Like, and I'm thinking, my, I, I, all I can imagine is my <laughs> boots are going to be full of blood. How am I going to get on the horse? Like, I'm thinking about all the next step logistics <laughs> and all the rest of it, right? And then all of a sudden, I just hear, <gasps> and I think, that's a bear. And, that, and then I'm like, where's that bear coming from, right? Like because we're on this like knoll right we're on this grassy knoll right and i i remember just yelling to robbie saying like bear 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 i could hear a bear of course he's away so i'm yelling this at him right and i know it's a bear i've never heard a bear do that before but i know it's a bear and i'm thinking to myself i don't know what i thought but i i just started like i think i i don't remember i think i thought i'm gonna get to a tree i'm gonna get to a tree Robbie can protect me. I'm gonna get to tree. I can get my gun and see maybe where this thing is at. Put some car. You just put something put some, between yeah. you, right? You so I remember I started like hustling, almost like a jog. I remember seeing a big tree because it was still kind of open, and I'm like, I'm gonna get to that tree or whatever, right? And you're in a windfall. We're just sort of breaking fire. into it, like a yeah, sort yeah, of big wi- trees, big trees, little trees, stick trees, kind Pulling of thing, right? Yeah, um, and. So when I yell to Robbie, and then all of I, all he hears, it's right behind you, it's right behind you, it's right behind you, right? And and I just instinctively grabbed my pack, undid the double buckles, and swung my pack down, only to look up and see her coming, like, right at me. And I just remember, it's like bowling. She was she was in front, and her, and her two cubs were on either side, and they are just barreling at me. And, and you were trying to get your gun. I was tr- I was frantically going for my rifle. Yeah. And um, you know, like so, it was her 
what I heard was, you know, her carrying herself, like her galloping down yep. that, because it's steep, right? Yeah, and just like the lungs, the and, lungs and stuff yep. like that. And she's just grunting away. And um, I don't remember the second she grabbed me. Like, I, I remember looking up and seeing that, her coming at me, and she was still like, I don't know, 50 yards or that's that's what I remember, 50 yeah. yards or something like that. And then she was just like, sec- like a couple seconds. I did not have time to rip my gun off my pack. And I, th- I think I actually had one in the tube. Yeah. Um, but I still didn't have time to get it actually off my pack. Wow. I remember like, well, he said that I instinctively, like just at the very last second, I swung around and she put a huge hole, right? She grabbed me or whatever and put a huge hole in the back of my neck. Oof. And then she had me. And... Um, and the first thing she did, which I learned from the COs later, is that their natural instinct is to go for the face, right? So she just grabbed me and just shook me. And now, like, things that stick with you, you know, when you have, like, a lab or something with, a, like, a rope, and they grab it and they shake it? Yeah. I can't do that. I just can't. I just, like, I can't do it. Just triggers it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what, because that's what she did with me. She just shook me. She just grabbed me. And then I stuck this arm up to, like, protect myself. And she grabbed this arm and just tore it, like whatever. And then, and then I remember shoving this hand like in her mouth, and she she um, punctured me right through there, and she tore like kind of across here. But um, I remember like I, people always ask me, "Oh, do you, do you smell her breath?" And I I I don't remember that, but I remember like her on top of me like this, and just kind of looking down at me, and she would grab me and shake and then she would stop and she would do this this just like look for her cubs and then go and then just grab me again and just shake me and so she like i said she got my face this arm uh she tore she did a lot of damage she tore all the way across here like for my scapula Um, claws mouth all their mouth all 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 mouth mouth. yeah okay and then across here and my ass and then she did a lot of damage. She grabbed me at one point. I don't remember that point, but she grabbed me behind my, my knee and yeah. just tore like that, just shook me. And I remember thinking, like, this is it. I am dying here. Like, I am. it's kind of like it was It was a lot of thoughts, but I remember this is it. I'm, I'm going to die. And then, and then, but when she would, like, when I she grabbed this and tore for a split second, it was, like, back to my medic <laughs> stuff. I was like, I can survive. I'm surviving this. Like, I, I'm good. I can survive that, right, for that split second. But but then thinking. Because it's just your arm at that point. Well, yeah. And yeah. he's, like, cataloging his injuries. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've been attacked here, here, yeah. here, here. And then, and then I'm thinking, and in all those seconds, I also thinking, like, I know Robbie's there. And I'm, I'm thinking, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. Just, and that's all I know that's going to yeah. possibly save me is to shoot it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, holy Christ, don't miss, don't miss. Because it was right, he describes it a dog eating out of a dish. She was right over top of me, right? And so I'm thinking, don't miss, don't miss, yeah. don't miss. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah, and then, and then I remember hearing him yell, like yelling like, angrily yelling hey, hey, hey bear bear whatever, swearing at this thing and then and it was gone and i remember hearing yelling and then boom and then boom and i think perfect like he's gotten this bear it's gone or whatever and so my pack was like right beside me when all this was like she dragged me a little bit but it was essentially i kind of just crawled over to my pack and i 
and my inReach was in the bottom of the pack. And uh, I wrestled around for it and pulled it out. And I had had it on all day because I'm really like, I'm dorky safety conscientious. <laughs> Just from my career in the yeah. ambulance service, like, yeah. If it's going to happen, it will happen. Like, to the, the things that I see, it's just like, how does this, like, does this actually, like, how? And it does. It happens. Yeah. So, anyway, so I had it on. And I remember holding it and thinking, do I need to activate this? <laughs> <laughs> and as the blood is, like, pouring off my face. Yeah. It, and I was like, okay, I got to do this right. And I'm not going to walk this off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little water in a knee. Yeah. Fix that, right? <laughs> But I think I I didn't know he was attacked. I had no idea. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe we can ride. Maybe this we out. can do this, right? Yeah. Not knowing that I'm torn to shit, like I'm basically hamburgered. And um, and then I grabbed my gun, and then I remember calling out to him and, and kind of getting like, from what I remember, like a half response. I yelled out to him and be like, Robbie, are you okay? And he was like, Yeah. I was shocked to hear your voice. Yeah. And but not like a yeah, <laughs> we're great, you know. Let's like go. Yeah, let's go, kind Bear of down. But like, yeah. So I picked myself off off the ground, and I just walked down to him. And I've seen a lot of people hurt in my days, like whatever. And I from a long ways away, I saw him, and I thought, oh shit. And he was just, he looked like he was tangled, like his bot, his legs were just wrapped around a fallen tree or whatever, right? And I think his hips are busted, his legs are busted. Like I, you know, I had no idea. And so I hobble over to him, and he's really bad with blood. Oh, and I remember this. <laughs> I remember this, and I remember. And he's on the ground, and I guess I'm talking to him at this point. And I remember like walking up to him, but kind of being like walking up to him because I know I am like looking pretty ugly right now. And looking at him and just waiting for him to just go, poof, well, he was already on the ground. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but just waiting for him to pass out, right? And I remember seeing that, that tooth mark in the side of his neck and just thinking, oh, my God. Like, just knowing, right? You knew what a carotid artery looked like. Yeah. Of course, it's not bleeding. But I'm, what I thought was that is so close to his carotid artery. Yeah. And it was like, it was like you took a knife and went in your steak. Like it was just a perfect tooth Puncture. mark. Perfect tooth mark yeah. right there. And then I just went back to my training really. Like I, it was so funny how I went back to my training. I, I just did, we call it an RBS or like a rapid body survey. And I was just like, <laughs> just start doing my thing. Right. And he's like, I can't feel my side or whatever. And I went, oh, my God, he's got a neck injury. That's what I thought. He's yeah. got a neck injury. Like, yeah. we just hiked off a mountain. How, like, he, you know, it ended up he had a stroke, right? But yeah. why would he have a, you know, a why would he have a stroke? So I'm yeah. thinking, she's ragdolled. I mean, he's got a cervical spine, like, is fractured or impaired or whatever, right? So I instinctively grab moss and dirt, and I just pull it in and around, and I pack his head and neck. And then I continue on and do my thing and all the rest of it. He's seriously messed up when he's doing this. Like... Like, so bad, right? Oh, yeah. But it's just like, I don't know, it's just like my training just kind of like, yep. and ridiculously back to the basics. And, and you've done it how many times before? Thousands. Right? Yeah. The positive voice too, like, we're going to fix you up and you're going to be just fine. And I was like, holy cow. Knowing that you're He's way close. better than he looks. Like, yeah. it was, uh, if you couldn't see him, you couldn't tell from hearing his voice because he was like, I'm going to help you. Mm -hmm. And that, But I had to. Right? Yeah. Like, this is my best friend you know he's he's helpless and i didn't care i am like 
the blood is like pouring off of me because yeah, head injuries they, they don't stop bleeding no. right? right and this part is like my scalp is torn open yeah and uh but i didn't care and so like i remember him like you know going down and he was he's telling me what's going on and all the rest of it and i'm like okay yeah, i'm doing my thing and all the rest of it and and the only thing that like i could have picked up on is like his speech was a little bit slurry which is indicative you know of a stroke or whatever but and um so then i'm thinking like okay and he asks me you know did you do your in reach and i was like yep yeah, it's done and the rest of it so um what i did was i hit my sos and then you know working in the north the very next person i also texted was was a close friend of mine mark phibbs who used to be my neighbor he's a paramedic full-time paramedic and my unit chief daryl key and so i sent them i initially sent them i think a message that i got a sheep and then and then i sent them and thankfully my dorcas unit chief no offense daryl um <laughs> he never tech he's not a text message guy yeah but you know in reach text message and he thank goodness he looked and a lot of our rescue is kudos to that man because he got on the blower right away because i said like we've been attacked by a bear need helicopter too seriously hurt like i kind of you know limited what you can do on, yeah. on your thing 160 right? characters let's yeah. get her fired up and i have one hand that i'm working with trying to like do this and yeah. all the rest of it and swiping the blood off the screen as i'm texting and the whole works right and thankfully he looked and he got he got the right you know he phoned our dispatch which is in Kamloops and which you know makes an event and and it's like this is what we need this is what's going on da, 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 da. and we had a such a short 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 window for daylight because it was to, like yeah. five o'clock it was like yeah Ish. just before i think five o'clock that this that hmm. happened and uh so luckily he got those the resources going and and um and then it, it was that was the first like okay you know we we know people know we need help yeah we and we need help bad and, and then what time was this five o'clock ish around that time so so then you know he's we're all sweaty he's sweaty he's on the ground he's cold yeah right so i make him a fire like right from you know yeah you like right next to him and i stockpile wood and all the rest of it and uh he says which you know he says let out three gunshots you know for the distress or you know hunter in distress kind of thing and so just in case just in case could be someone else around right? yeah we had quite a bit of ammo yeah <laughs> we had lots of ammo <laughs> yeah so i did that you and i'm trying to think of like so where should lots. i shoot like i don't know i'm gonna let three shots out here right but i would boom 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 right and then i reloaded and i and i remember i put those guns ready to roll in the tube safety's off like because i didn't know where i this bear was not dead i knew that the bear was not dead yeah he, i think he told me it ran off or something like that did you say he got? You heard two booms from me. Yeah, from I you. Shot you shot twice. I missed okay. the first one. Yeah. Right. And then gotcha. I closed that gap, and I. Yeah. I think it. I hit it. Right. Then, but. Yeah. Nobody knows. And um, so he's cold, so I make the fire, and all these like things are going through my head, like, okay, how are we getting out of here? What does this look like? We have like ten thousand dollars worth of optics and and like all this stuff and I'm like that's eh, a helicopter and I've been on the helicopters and I know like usually we're like ah 
too bad, you know, you're leaving it. Yeah. So I like go down to his pack. I hobble down to his pack, which was a little ways away, and I grabbed a garbage bag and I threw all of her optics and I was like, if anything, we are taking these optics off this mountainside. <laughs> and I was like, I don't care. You can have it. Like, <laughs> but um, I'm bringing my Sarovskis home. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, it, yeah, exactly. What it, anyway, so then, so then I'm, you know, he's like, I'm thirsty, Chris. I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. It's like, you know, like he's kind of shocky or whatever. And, and so I'm trying to do everything for him. And I remember like, we were so close to our horses. We drank all of our water. We had no water left. Yeah. And you sorry, gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, so I literally went down and found a camelback that I had, and I literally squeezed everything out of that thing and gave him, like, a tablespoon by mouth. And I guess you just do what, you you know, just try and do yeah. what you can. We had food, which was good, but um, but then then it was scary. Like, a few things happened for me when I, one of the times I... I didn't know where the bear was, so and we were in this little hollow, and so when I needed to get wood, I would like just like peer out, and I would literally close my eyes and just listen, just hear. And it, and I didn't go far, but it scared the shit out of me because I didn't know where that thing was. It's hard to see. All the grass is gold. Like she's gold. Grass is gold. Like yeah. could be right there, bleeding or hurt. Like I don't know. Yeah. So I would go out, and I and this arm I could not use this arm, so I got the gun in here. And I'm just kind of like throwing wood and, you know, and then I come back. And the one time I came back and I was so exhausted and I leaned against this hillside and my chest just went. <laughs> which hunters know what a long shot is yeah, and yeah. they know that. <laughs> and that's yeah. what my chest did. And I went, oh my God, like I'm going to die. Yeah. And I thought I had a, what we call a pneumothorax, like a punctured lung. Yeah. yeah. But it ended up. Thankfully, it ended up just being a huge, with all that work, it was just a huge air pocket went underneath my flesh. And when I leaned down, it released. Whoopie cushioned yeah. out. Essentially, whoopie cushioned out. Yeah. Scared the hell out of me. Is that the well, technical term? <laughs> <laughs> Might be. Whoopie cushioned out. Wow. Yeah. And so, what kind of, <clears throat> what kind of a tear under, under your armpit? Like, I, I mean, I think one, like, there's, there was three main ones. That went across here, yeah. and they were all about like I think they're about this long, about a foot long, yeah. and yeah. then like gaping open, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Because again, just teeth. We actually yeah. took his brother's bare skull, skull one time and lined it up like it was like Cinderella. The yeah. teeth on my on they my fit chest. perfect. Oh yeah, wow. Yeah. But uh, and then another scary part was, and, and you know that that's I guess using your head right is uh, you know it's hard in that moment, and I was scared, but. Uh, I think Robbie's gun slid down, and I told you I had Hot ready, to to roll, yep. ready to roll, yep. yeah. and I grabbed his barrel, and I pulled it, and there must have been a stick or something, and it just went boom, and it went like boom, boom, right, like right here. Oh, wow. And I was just like, yeah, it almost blew my head off. Yeah. Like literally, it almost blew my head off, because I just grabbed that barrel, and it was kind of beside me, I just went like this, and, it just, and, the, the, and the gun discharged, yeah, yeah. It scared the hell out of me. That would have been a. That would have sucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're in the clear and bang. Well. Yeah. Wow. Well, and I mean, you're just focused on survival. Yeah. Uh, like just the core survival. Sure. How do yeah. I not bleed out? How do I not do this? And oh, it, pull the gun up. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, like, I remember doing all these things and and keeping us warm. And I remember Robbie saying, "I just want." He said, "I want to hear the wop 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 wop." 
and I said, it's coming, Rob, it's coming, I promise you it's coming, you know, like I'm doing text messages and through the inReach and, and um, getting these updates and stuff like that. And, uh, and then, and then I knew they were coming. So I, I, I uh, put a big pile of green, like I grabbed a bunch of green because we were in the trees, right? Now we were in kind of, he was on the edge of like actual trees that hadn't burnt. So it was hard for, so I was going to send smoke up. Like as soon as I heard that helicopter, which is what I did, yep. helicopter came and, and I just sent smoke up. But um, um, yeah, it, it was a long, those few hours, I think we were together for four hours or something like that, three, three, three hours three, or something yeah. like that was was long but short you know i yeah, yeah. but uh, i remember him he was scared obviously and he said if something happens like i want you to take care of my family and i said probably you shut the fuck up like, we are <laughs> yeah. we are getting out of here like you shut up this is not i'm not letting this happen yeah and i knew that like just from my experience i was pretty sure we were gonna we were, we were very hurt I didn't think we were going to be knocking on death's door, but I knew we were messed up. Right? Yeah. And then the helicopters came, and and the one helicopter came, and and uh, had those. I I went up the hillside, and met the two medics and the police officer that was there, and they looked at me, and it was just like, you got up and hiked up at this point. Yeah. Because okay. they couldn't land in the trees. They couldn't land, so yeah. they did a uh, like a hover exit or whatever, yeah. and. Um, and the medics, the police officer, he got out, and then the medics crawled out onto his back while the, <laughs> while the machine is sitting on the hillside, right? And, yeah. And um, and then they grabbed their gear, and and I met them, and they, I just remember them being like seeing me, right? Because I had been bleeding for a long time, and they were just like, oh, yeah. And but I was like, go to Robbie, just go to Robbie, just go to Robbie, just go to Robbie. And then they, then they were like, we're getting out of here, go up the mountainside to a clearing where they thought they could kind of get out. Yeah. And so that's what I, that's when we got, we got separated for the sort of the first time I went up and uh, I sat up there by myself for quite a while while they all went down to him and that, that pilot, like kudos to him. I remember that pilot just kind of did this. Just, oh, wow. He had the, this, he was an outdoorsman, like yeah. a sheep hunter, I think. And he was, Smart enough to realize like that bear could be there, yeah. And he just he did this for as sort of as long as for just pure noise for a while until he had to leave because of daylight kind of thing. Yeah. And then, um, and then I remember the it was pretty much dark, and I remember sitting sitting there, and and I remember seeing one of the medics. She was coming up the mountainside by herself, and I'm thinking to myself, that's not good. So then I go down, and we go back up together. And by this time, I've gone up and down a couple times, this like steep face, I don't know, a couple few hundred yards. I've been bleeding a lot and I am starting to feel messed up, like, yeah. like not healthy. Yeah. And I realized that. And I think I went down one more time um, and then the next medic came up and I'm thinking to myself, oh, okay. And then they are trying to make the, me a fire because I am like not healthy at this point. And they started kind of doing things and one of them luckily could do IVs. So she started an IV on me to give me like replenish fluids and yep. stuff like that and make a fire. And then all of a sudden the cop shows up that, that, you know, had come and, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, that's funny. Like, that's odd. That's quite odd. But here I am like almost on the verge of like passing out. Yeah. I'm cuddled up to a fire now 
and the co- the police goes to us all goes Robbie's doing great he's got a fire he's got his gun um he's doing really good and I'm thinking to myself well, that doesn't make sense that just doesn't, that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. but I guess like you trust the people that yeah. are there to save you. Yeah. And yeah. you're in pretty bad shape. Yeah. And, and, yeah. But it's like, it's the hardest thing that I've ever, uh, out of a lot of that, like, to to know that your best friend is down there by himself, scared, like, to find out after the fact. Yeah. It's, it's really terrible. And a lot of us, like, the person who found him, so the other helicopter followed the river up, Found the next helicopter, put down, and then they hiked up through the through the dark. The conservation officer, Micah, and um, and the pilots, and the pilots because they you know they were all down there on the river, and then the the one girl um, that I still work with today, and they all hiked up and they find the, find him it was like slumped over. No fire. No fire. No jacket on properly. Scared out of his mind, and like, that's tough. Yeah. It's really tough, and it's affected a lot of us. As you know, things affect affect us responders, but like I know that still affects a bunch of people that mm-hmm. were there that night. Um, so that's tough, and and I guess like you said, you you kind of you kind of trust the people that come to help you, but it's I guess it's different when, in the same token, like when you're the guy that goes there and kind of knows almost better. It's it's I I beat myself up about it when I start to really think about it, you know. But, um, so anyway, we, we were up there and then we knew that we weren't leaving because it's pitch black, you know, it's pitch black. And, uh, and eventually after, after a while, then I had to pick myself up off the ground again and, and get down the mountainside again so that we were like, all be sort of united as one. And, um, and when I got down there, I saw like Donna, who I've known for a lot of years, and she was there, and I just gave her a huge hug, and and uh, and then they had a they had Robbie was already cocooned up in this this thing or whatever next to the fire, and uh, they were doing lots for him, and then they got me wrapped up and in, in basically cocooned too, and uh, we spent a long time there, but um, I remember it was cold, quite cold, and uh, and then it was like okay, the helicopter's here. Because we were sending all these messages and through my inReach because once help came, they were trying to use satellite phones. Which that sucked. That just did not work. <laughs> so they ended up using my inReach device to then, because I was texting also my manager, Rick Lukes, who is out at, he, he lives here in Dawson Creek, and all these messages are, are making their way through the correct avenues, right? Yep. Through, like through our dispatch, which then goes to the RCMP, which then goes, you know, like, so everybody's knows the no. And uh, so we're getting updates as to where the helicopter is. Well, it's in Prince George house, get fuel and all this, right? And then, okay. And then it's here and then it's here. And, it's, and then we hear it and then we hear it. And, <laughs> it and it's like, it flies up the other valley. And I'm thinking like, what in the hell is going on here? But uh, yeah. And then I remember them, counting it in so they would key their mic and they could like ping that they could yep. ping the signal from oh, really? where they were keying they'd do a 10 count right and they'd be like yep okay and they'd turn they turn around and came back but uh, it was a long time i remember when i first got there we i kind of knew we were good and and robbie's lying there and i'm kind of asking him how it's going and stuff and and he goes 
I'm going to sell it all. He's like, I'm going to sell the business. I'm going to sell my guns. I'm going to sell... I'm going to sell the horses. I'm going to sell this. And I'm going to be the biggest, baddest boat. And we're going fishing. I was like, I'm in. Like, I, I'm in. You know, like, you know. I'm going to go fishing. We're going fishing. That's safe. It lasted a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. So it was. Um, so yeah. what time did the chopper come in in the morning? Three. Yeah. Oh, okay. 3 a.m. Yeah. 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 We were there for a while. And, and everyone who was there, you know, like. They stayed warm around the fire. They actually ate the sheep, and um, they <laughs> were like, "Hey, can, can you can we have some sheep?" And we're like, "Yeah, please help yourself, right?" And and um, yeah, and so some of them it was their first sheep meat. Yeah, no way. And then we heard that helicopter, and and yeah, it was like <laughs> I remember saying to Rob because I worked for Robbie too, and I was we were there at one point, and I was like, Robbie, and he was like, "Yeah," it's like. I'm going to need to take some time off, I think. Because <laughs> I was supposed to go back boss. to work when we got out. Like, when we got out of sheep, I think I was just supposed to go back to work for yeah. him or whatever, right? <laughs> need a little R&R. &R. Yeah. But uh, that when that helicopter came, it was still good, and they, they came, and, and and it took them a long time, actually. But um, I remember pack, they packaged Robbie up, and they stuck me in the tiniest little, like, basket. Like, I... It was like the size of this, slightly. Yeah, bigger. like like this big kind of thing. It's one of the ones they pitch into the ocean with the big floats on it, kind yep. of thing. But it's small, and they stuck me in that, and then they buggered off or whatever. And so I was freezing cold, like freezing cold, because my coat's all tore to hell. Right, yep. I've lost you know some fluids, and it's minus like whatever I don't know a few or four degrees. Doesn't matter. It doesn't you, matter. You got to know with furnace on the go. Yeah. And so Micah, and like, Micah, he, the CO, he, the pilots of Bailey's helicopters, they have sleeping bags in their choppers. So he grabbed the sleeping bag and he just, like, held me, essentially, and tried to keep me warm as I, like, shook there. And, uh, and then eventually, you know, eventually the time came and I just remember that spaceship coming over us. It was so loud, that cormorant helicopter, just, and just made everything, like, daylight. And, um... And then pulled us out. They pulled you up first. You no. They pulled the the girls. The girls. They pulled the two medics, paramedics two paramedics out of there because they the helicopters going back there anyway. So they got a free free ride back, which is kind of neat because the other two helicopters were stranded until daylight. Right? Yeah, can't fly. And uh, and then and then I I went up and uh, it, it sounds kind of corny, but you know like when I went up there. It was starting to be a little bit daylight, like you see some light, like a little bit of light in the sky-ish, or it was bright, or maybe it was just the moon, I don't know. Yeah. But I remember like looking down and seeing like where we were, right, and seeing like bandages and, and gear and backpacks and and seeing that, and, and then looking out from where we had come, where our main camp was, and at that point I was like, we're out of here, we're out of here, we're safe. Finally. Finally. Until I thought to myself, how do I get from the basket into the helicopter? You know, like... <laughs> Ratchet strapped in. Well, they winch you up and I'm thinking like, boy, that's a long ways down. Like, what if the thing spreads and I go right through the middle or whatever? It wasn't right? 100 feet up there. Oh, yeah. Above the trees. Yeah, it was, a it was a long ways up. Right? It was freaky <laughs> as sound. shit. And how do oh, they yeah. get...
hit you into the chopper. They just they just pivot wing pull or, the, or they pivot pull the, the basket right into the strat. Like oh, okay. it kind of just goes right into the machine in yeah. the helicopter. They just wind back. Yeah, I think there's a slot actually, maybe even forward or whatever. But either way, the, it, the basket goes inside the machine, right? And then they ordered me to the back, and the back is like a door that opens and closes, right? And so I, I sat there and with a blanket, and the two girls were there, and we we're all just sort of sitting there. And then they bring Robbie in, and I would like compose myself pretty good throughout the whole thing. But when they got Robbie there, and they ordered me to go to the bed, there was a bed up kind of by the cockpit there. And I walked by like Robbie, and there he is. He's on the on the floor of the helicopter, and and uh, he's in a hard collar, and I just broke down. I just, I was, I was safe, and my emotions just went, and I just let go, and I just cried and cried and cried, and um, and then you know we we got to Fort Nelson, and luckily the the, the ambulances were all there, and our and our critical care teams were there with the, our one of our jets all ready to go. Which is like our the highest level of care the province provides. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and my my uh, manager Rick Lukes, which I love that man. He drove up from here, all the way up to the scene, kind of like as a crow flies into Buckinghorse, thinking we might make it out. And then from there, I didn't realize we were going to Buckinghorse, and then drove all the way to Fort Nelson in the middle of the night just to see me get off the helicopter and load me into the back of the our jet. Wow. And that's pretty like, you know, like that's sort of our brotherly love kind of thing. But yeah. he did a lot of things after the fact too, but it was just, yeah, it was great. And then, and then we were off, you know, we were out of there hmm. all the way to... to Same jet. Yeah. yeah we were, they, I, I think you fell asleep. I fell asleep or they put me to sleep. I don't know. I, yeah. I remember taxiing and that, and that was it. And then, and then when we got to, to Vancouver General, like I remember all, like if you've ever been to Vancouver General Hospital... The ambulances line up like a, a dozen to fifteen deep there, mm-hmm. really? and I never seen anything like it in all my life. Right, like a, it was mind boggling because I didn't work in Vancouver yet. Yeah, and they all knew already. They knew that there was a medic somewhere in the province that had been attacked by a grizzly bear. I unloaded, and some paramedic was like, "Who's the paramedic?" or whatever kind of thing, and. And, you know, they got a manager, like a, ma- a duty manager there to come. And, uh, again, that sort of brother, they just wheeled, he just wheeled me into the, into the trauma room, just like hand there and, and wheeled us into the trauma room. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, we were safe, you know, like it was, uh, yeah, we were home free. And then I remember like we had sort of been apart and I remember his wife came in, you know, it, it's funny because we had been together in the mountains the day before. She left, and here we are meeting up in Vancouver like 24 hours later. She <laughs> kind of like walks through the door, and I remember kind of looking at, and I remember seeing her just like crumple. She just like, because she saw him yeah. all messed up. Yeah. And then they, they stuck her in a bed, right and they stuck, <laughs> stuck uh, Robbie was in a bed, and then and then they actually wheeled us over, and, and we were th- three deep or whatever, just lying there in the trauma room. I, I for a while I had a hard time going into that trauma room. Yeah. Yeah. The first time I had to leave, like I was too, it was too much for me. Like I, I was like, oh, did I do my thing in Vancouver? Bring a person to the trauma room. And it was like, I was here. This is like, I, this is where I, I was a patient here. Like, you know, mm. yeah. So, 
I, I remember once everything settled down a tiny bit in the trauma room, they're like assessing Chris's wounds and trying to clean them. And he, 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 I can see him, but I can hear him like, don't do it like that. Don't do <laughs> it like, like that. What are you doing? What are you doing? Just wash the wound out. Yeah. It was awesome because he was like, what the, you know, like, just fucking do it right. Yeah. And yeah. then we were separated for quite a while, right? We were separated and... Uh, he was upstairs, I think, or I was upstairs, and you know, he went for emergency surgery, and we were in the right place. They yeah. they they hummed and hawed about taking us to Prince George. Oh, thank God! And um, <laughs> and then thankfully they just they just bypassed Prince George and went to you know BGH is a good trauma center, so um, went there and and recognized what the care that Robbie needed to have, and you know, for me, like if Robbie hadn't got hurt and had well if. If Robbie hadn't had a stroke, I wasn't that hurt. He wasn't that hurt, right? No. And we could maybe do something or whatever. Wow. Yeah. I think we still got what got the in reach. I was still pretty messed you're up. Pretty, yeah, pretty, pretty messed up. Uh, like we were in bad shape. But yeah, it was. Um, I was only in hospital for I think a week or something like that. A week kind of. They were worried about infection, obviously, and yeah. Um, so she she crushed my skull. Is what she ripped this and crushed my well broke fractured my skull. And then uh, tore this, I had to have surgery on this arm, and, and they were worried, I guess, about a thing called compartment syndrome. Uh, basically, like, you swell up, in a nutshell, you kind of swell up so bad that it impairs the circulation to the extremity or wherever, and then it goes necrotic, and then you have to chop it off. Yeah. It's yeah. like what it is in a nutshell. So they were really worried about this because, I, for one, I couldn't, I couldn't do any of this, right? I couldn't move my hands or fingers. I had no function, and uh, and it was swelling up. So they did surgery on it, and it's the surgeon was like, "It was hamburger. That's all it was. It was just hamburger in your arm." She really? just tore, tore it. Was, it was literally like hamburger. And right from the top down, kind uh, of. Like? Mostly just here. She oh, just okay. tore all the way across. Sort of. I visibly remember room. seeing that arm in her mouth, like you like held her off of you with your arm. Yeah. Yeah. And and then she was doing the shaking. Yeah, and that's a lot yes. of PSI slash yeah. shredding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and then uh, she cracked her cracked a cracked a rib there, and but a lot of my stuff was just like, you know, tears and stuff like that. Yeah. Besides my my scar skull injury and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. but. How are you for feeling now? This in, is in good. The, I I there's a couple of little things I can't do, but it's pretty minimal. The only they and I'm not like knocking VGH or anything, but they. Um, she tore most of the muscle off my scapula. Oh, okay. Um, and then she severed one of the nerves with that. So I have this thing, and it, it, they call it winging. So when I do this, like right now, my scapula and my shoulder is just, poof, it's, like, it's literally sticking out, out kind of thing. And I can like <clears throat> try to bring it, I got to very consciously bring it, bring it in kind bring of it back, thing. Yeah. Okay. And I can kind of do that, but even with heavy loads... I, I can't really do heavy loads because it just feels like it'll it just, just tear. kind of disconnects. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Usually, yeah. like, if you and I, if you do this, yeah. then your nerves fire and they tell that scapula to, like, to, pull back to in. Pull in kind yeah. of thing. I don't have that ability. So. Oh, okay. So that's the, really the only thing besides seeing bears in my dreams once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> and how is the PTSD? Because, I mean, that's, that's a I, huge event <laughs> to go through. You know, it's fu- like um, people people ask and and i think like for i don't know about you but like for the first while there was definitely more dreams but like say this is my dream this is my dream right now yeah and i would go like that there'd be a bear sitting in the corner or something like that 
it's not going to attack me. It's just, it's just there. It's, there. Yeah. it's just there. Or yeah. it might walk across or something like that. You know, it's just there. So. Mm. But um, yeah, it is what it is. So, so it's not necessarily, <clears throat> excuse me, replaying the event. There's just, just a presence of a bear. Yeah. 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 And I, you know, like telling the story doesn't. I've told the story just like Robbie like a million times. Yes. And uh, that doesn't bother me, but like I said before, like when I really start, I guess, thinking about the event deeply, yeah. like really playing it back and, and thinking about her on top of me and grabbing me and her face, and uh, then I kind of like, I just shiver and shake and I gotta, I have to tell my mind to go somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. And that's what the hardest thing for people who <clears throat> suffer from any kind of event, they get fixated on on a bad event and then it's just like this terrible cycle that just goes and goes and goes and they they have to go for help to learn to put their mind somewhere else essentially gotcha and and just with you know i i saw a psychologist for for a while and um you know like because they said i should and i didn't think i needed to but i did and they said you know like you, because of what you do in your work and uh, the type of work you do, you've probably already kind of learned to do that on your own. Put yep. your mind mm-hmm. somewhere yep. else. And because of the things we may or may not see on a daily yep. basis, right? Um, you got to think about something positive or just get your mind not to get fixated on on something, you know? Yeah, for first responders as a whole, I mean, you see it with the burnout rate, with the su- suicide rates, things like that, because yeah. they can't... Separate. It. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you know it's just the the emergency services really as a whole are are, are recognizing this more and more and more and yeah. and um, you know like you know I went I went to a suicide the other day and and now they have in place like as us as medics we used to go have to check to make sure someone has passed right yeah. um, but sometimes it's very obvious you know very obvious yeah and so now like instead of us being exposed to that then unfortunately still but one person will go in and be like yeah there's you do not have to go right you don't and have that, to expose more people to right. that incident yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 just to try and for for everybody's mental health right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so because there are things that that i remember you know and and it doesn't have to necessarily, yeah, it can be the strangest things that, that some calls I remember and some calls I don't. And they might be traumatic or very emotional and, and they might just be a, I don't know, it's funny how the mind works. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So your takeaways from the event, I mean. Buy an inReach. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had lunch with our Garmin rep today. <laughs> Uh, big shout out if I can to Kim Lane. So she um, she was a person that I got in contact with after the fact, and I said I, I knew I had to uh, re- like reach out to inReach, you know. Yeah. And um, so I, I got into contact with her, and that's how you know Robbie had mentioned I think before how we did our big fu- the big fundraiser and raised a whole bunch of money, yeah. and then she put me in touch with local search and rescue, and that and and so it's this big thing, and we her and I Kim. We still talk, and, and she's a lovely lady, but, uh, you know, she's she's just a, a, a great, great, uh, kind-hearted person and uh, always checks in, how is it going, and this and yeah. that and the other. But, um, yeah, I said, you know, like, Kim, without that, you know, like, we were 15 hours into the mountains yep. on horseback. Yep. yep. Like, what would you do? 
my only option, my only option I really think is I would have to leave. Yep. And how the hell would I leave? Yep. Pretty tough. Pretty I had tough no call. use of this arm. My leg was tore up. Like, I could barely get on that stupid horse as it was. Yeah. Because he was a f- frisky little thing. <laughs> Not to mention, it, you know, like... I knew to get. I knew together that him and I would be able to find our way out. Mm-hmm. Like we'd figure out how, because we it was our first time ever in where we were. Yeah. And um, but I play that over in my head a lot. Like how would we? How would we proceed? Yeah. 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 And, and uh, yeah, pine. chances of survival would have been cut drastically. Yeah. Like I, again, we weren't like on death's door, but like I don't know, like. But mobility is everything. There, you might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost for you to get back attention. to the horses to try and bring the horses back to him, and yeah. Well, I couldn't move him. There, like, there, there's, I, I know that. Like, he's a solid guy here. Like, you know, <laughs> and I'm a skinny guy, and he's fast. You know, like, yeah. So that always plays out in my head. But uh, those things work so well, um, buying and reach. Like, and and I, I take it everywhere. I brought it up here. You know, I. When I, I commuted every four days to Vancouver from Penticton, yep. and no cell for service, no cell phone service, I'd pack that thing. Yep. Um, they just work so well, and yep. they're always advancing. You know, like with now they have weather and all that kind of well, stuff. Well, now they have the full GPS topographical maps, maps now on the yeah, new one that just came that? out. Yeah. And Ted was saying they're coming out with a Montana, which is the full screen. Um, it's more focused on boats nautical stuff and then they're coming out he, he just kind of listed off what they're working on and they're trying to incorporate the in reach into basically every line of gps that they build yeah so that's just incredible like i was blown away because i i want as like a i was very hopeful that i was going to get a sheep that day which we mm-hmm. did <laughs> yeah. but i wanted to like say oh this is where we were and this is where we were like to show somebody down the road when i got back like okay we went up here and then oh yeah you can see we cut across here like because it you know so i was plotting that whole day yeah, yeah. sending marks that whole day and yeah. then that thing went all day all night like the battery on that thing, just I couldn't believe it. And and it, and it's constant. Once you slide that SOS well, and activate you leave it, it with them too. And I left it with them just so and they, they kept could keep on using it. Yeah, yeah. And once that that SOS goes, it just goes right, and it's sending out that signal, which is using a battery. We never had a problem with it. Wow. And you look at like like I said before, <clears throat> the they couldn't use the darn satellite phones, and we were pretty much, a, pretty yeah. much a you know, good line of sight and stuff. Yeah, a few trees, but nothing like super heavy. No, mm-hmm. that in reach, pfft, never missed a beat. Yeah, yeah, I've had so many forward conversations, and then poof, phones off. Yeah, is I, I thought somebody has one that you can do both on now. Maybe talk thought, and text. Yeah, I thought that the, somebody had come up with one, but I don't know why. I'm, we'll see about yeah, because that would be the best, right? You well, yeah. Text. And yeah. personally, I don't want to talk to anybody. No. Text is great. <laughs> you know, Short and, and sweet. The, ni- the nice thing about those is, is we were supposed to leave that morning. Mm-hmm. Like the the that night, I spotted those sheep. We were supposed to leave when everybody else left. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a nicety to say, hey, to your wife or loved ones or family or whatever, we are staying an extra day. Yep. Perfect. Great. You know, like yeah. If I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. Yeah. But at least they know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. You know, and. Uh, yeah, and you never think that you need it for sort of its purpose, I guess. But, you know, it sure works well. It sure works well. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever 
strap your gun to your pack anymore? I have not. No. I have not, yeah. No. Not to say that I've gone on any big extravagant well, you went, backpacking you went, trips, but... You went sheep hunting. I did. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I, went, <laughs> I went with uh, the conservation officer that came and saved us, Micah. It was like the next year, I think. He was like, let's go for a couple of days. And I was like, conservation officer, I'm in. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what's funny about that? We, we went up by Montreal Lake just for more of a scouting thing and uh, um, ran out of water. Uh, it was terrible. But uh, we took, he is a shepherd. And it's his personal dog, but he takes it to work and stuff like that. Big shepherd. Like, it, it's the friendliest thing. But, you you know, he's a conservation officer, either law enforcement, big brown, you know, German shepherd. Don't mess with the dog. Don't mess with the conservation officer. He puts it in the back of his truck. Anyway, Wyatt is the dog's name. Man, does that build, like, just to have that dog there yep. is unreal. Like, that sense of security to have that dog. And, and that dog, like, when we were leaving the one day, we were at the top of the mountain and there was hikers at the very bottom of the highway, and but the the scent was coming up. And Micah goes, "Oh, he smells somebody." And I'm thinking, "Okay, you know, like sure, maybe." Sure enough, <laughs> here come two people. Like 45 <laughs> minutes later, but that dog smelled those people coming up. Yeah, like yep. just the scent. It was incredible. And you know they'd pick up on a bear long before you yeah. saw it or heard it or yeah. Not to say that that wasn't a bit of nerve-wracking. Like, I remember we came to some shrubs one time, which were, like, this high. And there was a lot of, like, pulled rocks and stuff like that. And yep. I was like, nope. Like, one's going in the tube. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? Truth be told, even now, I always... I carry my gun, and one is... Well, I have one in the tube. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm very... I'm very much aware of my surroundings now like i was before and i i maybe i was complacent i used to hunt bears been around a lot of bears so it never even crossed my mind but you know um i'm much even when i went for little 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 hunts like just for look for chickens or whatever mm -hmm. i'm really like i'm i guess i'm more nervous really yeah yeah well you're more hyper aware you're gonna yeah. listen for those signs you're gonna do your things yeah because no a dog though that's when you sleep at night and your dog's hanging out there, they're always on duty. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's a porcupine or a ground dog, boom, they'll tell you. Yeah. And I you know two, your dog well. I, I know my dogs well. I have two dogs. Oh, and they're Jesus. they're wiener dogs. <laughs> <laughs> they're a snack. A but you would be did, you would be surprised what dash hounds do. Those <laughs> those two wiener dogs actually retrieve birds. Well, they're they're hunting. They're hunting. Oh, the first time I met this guy, this like Norwegian guy or something, I was in Fort St. John. I love my wieners, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy stopped me. He's like, "Oh, dash hound!" And I was like, "Yeah, dash hound. Love my dogs." He's like, "Oh," and I forget where he said we use dash hound for hunting badger. And I was like, "You what? <laughs> you know, like badger? A vicious wiener dog? Yeah, yeah." And but sure enough, I saw lots of like lots of stuff about that they use yeah. their dogs for badgers. And yeah. then I met another person too, and they're like, "Oh, dash hound, you know, we use them for hunting rabbits and stuff like that." Yeah. yeah. But they sure like when I take my four ten out or whatever, man, do they get excited? Like, <laughs> and it's fun. Yeah, they're wiener dogs, but holy man, they well, it's a hound. It is a hound. Yeah. Dash yep. hound. Yeah. It's and it's it sounds and people people laugh, but man, they uh, yeah. Yeah, you're not using them for backpack, and that's for sure. No, <laughs> that no. buck brush is tricky. Yeah. 
they would do their damnedest but uh, yeah for yeah. sure but yeah dogs are yeah if i could take a dog i would definitely take a dog so. yeah. yeah we had two dogs on my sheep trip this year and they take like going in they're mainly carrying their food mm-hmm. but then coming out you could eat well we put sheep meat on the dogs oh. and then you, we, you could also we used them to get water a couple times when we had to go far to get water oh wow. and just threw water in their pack so we had our packs and a couple on them so we had more water up at the top yeah canarium with the sheep meat exactly and it's funny actually my mind flashed back to water and I was, <laughs> when i went with uh, micah to muncho he had never been there before but we, he talked to a friend and was like okay you go up over here and go up over this mountain top and there'll be a creek that's always running it's always running it's i've never been back there and it's not running we get up there and it was august or whatever right yeah, yeah. i was there for my birthday august 9th and it was like 30 degrees up there hmm. by Muncho, like hot. And yeah. we hiked up this stupid mountain. And I took two liters of water with me, thinking that'll be good. Yeah. Micah took, I think, like, I don't know, because he had Wyatt with us. He took more. We get to the water, bone dry. <laughs> like, bone dry. And now we're like, I have some water left, but not a lot of water. And I'm thinking, like, oh my goodness, right? The dog is literally scrambling up because it's smelling the water, trying to smell the water to find it. And it was a horrible night. But that inReach, I texted my, it was before they did weather. Yeah. And I sent a message over to my wife and I said, what is, the, please look up the weather for Muncho Lake. And she did that. She's like, it's supposed to rain tonight. Thank goodness. We set out every single kind of like water capture thing you could imagine. We had this like one of those fold up little tarp de- yeah, type deals. We tarp. set that up oh, and, and sure enough, it rained. Oh, that water tasted horrible, mind you, out of that tarp. <laughs> that like, yeah. It tasted like, like chewing on a piece of cellophane tape or something. Like, it was disgusting, but we were desperate. Yeah. We had enough water that we figured we could stay another day or whatever. We only had a couple days, but... We measured it all out, okay, for our mountain house. We need this, and we have this, and this, and this, and this, and this. So he wanted to stay. So the next day, we went for a hike to look for sheep. We're going along, glassing, kind of doing our thing or whatever. And we're glassing, and we stop, Mike and I, and he's glassing. He goes, oh, oh, look. And I was like, oh, sheep, sheep, right? And yeah, I'm getting yeah. all excited again. Like, oh, we found another one, right? Yeah. And he's like, water, <laughs> water. <laughs> And he found like this little creek that just the ground had given way because it was all underground, right? Yep. And there was like this little piece of showing, and we went down there and filled filled our filled everything again. And so we had lots of water. And I remember we got back at dark and we were doing our thing and drinking water and enjoying life and and we were measuring it all out. And he held up a clear platypus, you know. Yep. And there was worms like squiggling around in there. And we, were all, we were all like, oh. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. Yeah, leave it up to a CO to go to a place with no water. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, hunting stories, right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, I can't thank you enough for coming in to share your story with us because it's even though I've heard the story, it's a totally different story coming from a different point of view. Yeah. It was absolutely awesome. And when I when I listened to Robbie's, I was like shivers up my back, you know? Yeah. Like <laughs> it, it was like, this is a crazy story. It's like, oh wait, I was there. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was the other half to all this, you know. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. His podcast was what was it? Top. Uh, top ten or top twenty in that area in like Canada. in Canada. Wow. Yeah. Oh, For downloads awesome. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. you told me Apple had 
emailed you or something or caught like we get like, we get you, notifications you get yeah. to know yeah but where you are where oh, you are for good. downloads and streaming and stuff like that so hope nope. it brings more viewers to your podcast yeah yeah for sure and i mean it's just great we've had so much they're not here for the good looks <laughs> that's for sure. we've had a lot of great feedback that people just want to hear real stories they they don't want to hear oh well we're just pushing these brands you should buy these it, it's not yeah. about the gear no. it's about the stories and the people and the real life events that have occurred and how people got where they are and and what events led up like they, they just want to hear a real story yeah yeah the, so. the things the same takeaway that Chris has the buy the inreach we yep. talked about it last time yep. how cheap it is compared to everything you have if you're a sheep hunter oh think what was in the plastic bag yeah. Yeah, yeah. your optics, 10, right? 12 grand with a couple of rifles and a yeah. couple of binoculars, right? Uh, and you're talking and about... my brother's spotting scope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was and those were not his a way have to pay for, too. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just not buy them. And the other thing, actually, is support your local search and rescue. Because yeah, it wasn't our local one that day, but it just... Could, well, it should have been, actually. It would have been a better situation if we would have had Fort Nelson, any person who was in search and rescue, come... On the first helicopter. Yeah. They know the area. They know what to expect. They, They've they, been there. They, they have protocols. They're trained. Yeah. Most of them have an affinity to the bush. Yep. That's right? how they ended up in Fort Nelson. Yeah. 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 You don't go up there for the the nightlife. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could. Yeah. Short nights. Yeah. Same people every night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah those are... Uh, those are my takeaways. Yeah. Carry your gun. Properly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and stick again, together. Stack yeah, the other thing. Together. The, the yeah, crazy Robbie, stick thing, together. Yeah, the crazy thing was fast. that was one of the closest times during hiking that we were after we came over the cliff bound the whole day. Yeah. Like you could see me. Yeah. Like quite often I'd get like five or six hundred yards in front and then I'd stop so that I didn't lose him. Yeah. And I'd take a break. And, yeah. And uh, And I'm hating my life still. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but like that was the whole way till we got to right there. Is you know half the time I was so far away you wouldn't yeah. hurt anything. Yeah, which that's just used to tromping through the bush, right? See, but, I like to, you know, a lot of times if you're hiking, whatever, spread out a little ways. Yeah. If you're just because you get looking around and then you're not worried about getting whipped in the face by a willow. Yeah. But yeah, yeah we were, generally I we travel. I travel fairly close because when you're guiding, you can't you can't separate like that. I, I do now. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. You got to kind of be in. Let's say I sh- talking distance. because you lo- they yeah. get lost. Yeah, they wander off, and you're like, oh, okay, where'd my hunter go? Yeah, yeah. Then you got to go find them. Yeah, it's just like I I tell people our experience was like <clears throat> winning the lottery. Yeah, but in the wrong way. Yep. You know, I I, I worked with a guy. I worked at the, the airport, and he guided for over thirty years um, up the highway, sheep hunting. Well, any kind of guiding. And, uh, um, you know, Leonard, Leonard's, he was just, he's just flabbergasted. He's like, I can't believe it. He, of course he ran into a couple bears and stuff yeah. in his 30 years, but mm-hmm. nothing like, you know, and here I go for one time and, you know, this is what happens, happens to, to us. It's a one in a million scenario. Yeah. Yep. Winning, yeah. The, winning the lottery the, long, the wrong way. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, we came over pretty good. Yeah. You did just fine, and you had the right guys with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, that was awesome. Yeah, was Thank great. you very you much betcha. for coming in. Yeah.
No problem. So yeah, tune in for the next one. We'll have plenty more. And if you know anyone that has a killer story that uh, should get in here and do a podcast, just leave a comment in the message below. Like, follow, subscribe, do all that social media stuff. And uh, check out ballistics.ca for your custom turrets. Thanks again. Thank you, guys.